Talking CRM with Jeff and David, getting the best value for the whole organization from your integrated CRM and accounting systems. David Beard, CRM Principal, and Jeff Richards, Head of Training Program Development for Sage CRM, spend time chatting with customers, resellers, and others about Sage CRM in action around the globe. In this episode, Paul talks about the core CRM features that show the most promise in his market, how he drives usage of CRM for a business to manage transactions in and out of accounting systems, and his recommendations on being successful in working with CRM and 300 together. What I think is immensely powerful, but still at very, um, it's still very young in the Caribbean, is 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 you know using the um, lead management and you know marketing features of the CRM platform. The fact that the CRM manages multiple relationships, you know, you might be dealing in a company, you might be that you've got the, the father, the mother, the daughter, the, where would you put that in Sage to recognize all those complex relationships? In CRM, there's a place for that. And we could recognize that, yes, these are the decision makers. These are the people we can contact. That's the second person. You can't do that in, um, in Sage 300. You've got a few fields. That's it. The other thing is we use a lot in terms of our Sage 300 integrations, we use the, the optional fields a lot to, to um, book information. So we effectively have CRM connecting to those optional fields to store that additional data when it needs to be in Sage. So we try to respect all the Sage processes. Um, that's our goal is that we should never try to break Sage or, you know, we're always the Sage 300 accounting system. We're saying the accounting system is the engine. That's what processes the thing into the, you know, when, it, when it's gone through the Sage C100 API, we've made sure that everything has been processed correctly. And, it, and CRM is essentially the facilitator of that, um, that Sage 300 accounting process. So we're not trying to replace any accounting engine or, or, or the accounting reporting. What you find in Sage CRM is what you'll find in Sage 300, or I would say 90% of it is pushing data from CRM to Sage and then expressing it back as reporting. In case of collection manager, we don't actually write anything to Sage 300. We just report on what's in Sage 300. In the case of CRM cart, um, you know, essentially, if you want to redo something, what we're really asking you to do is you're, you're redoing the Sage CRM order to push it back into Sage 300 because we want both systems to be in, in tandem. I think you described that really well, doesn't he, Jeff? This idea about not only just the push from the front to the back, but also respecting the, the two benefits, the two useful points of each system and making them work together, right? Can I make a comment there? That's why you should always use the API. And I say that with heartfelt understanding of, of the implications of not using the API. <laughs> so You've got the you scars. Are. Yeah, I've got the scars, so I, I know I know why you should do it a certain way, you know. Yeah, I think that's expressed very well. I think it's very powerful, and I hope that um, particularly if you're a reseller partner who's maybe not as familiar with CRM as Paul and the team are, that, that you'll take that away as one of the learnings from this session because it is understanding about the right tool for the right job as well as making sure you don't hammer your fingers. Think about your API comment there, Paul. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> Not only have we talked about the te- technical features and the the way in which you've approached the integrations that you've created, the, the additional products that take advantage of the APIs for both 300 
and CRM. But you've also talked about how you're taking advantage of the existing infrastructure when it comes to conferences and being able to start to share that information. I think uh, that this is the first time in our podcast series we've been able to talk up the value of things like Summit and TPAC, being able to uh, build networks. It sounds like you're taking advantage of those, Paul. We try. We try. That's what we want. We want to make it easier. <laughs> yeah. that's just, I think that, that's been a terrific chat, Paul. I think by way of drawing it to a close, first of all, our thanks for attending from Jeff and myself. But if you had any last-minute top tips, pick two, pick three, pick as many as you like, for partners who are maybe in the 300 land but yet to really dive into CRM, apart from the API recommendations, what would you say is the best way to be successful with CRM and 300 together? It's studying their business process and understanding um, where the inefficiencies are and where the return on investment would be to the client. And it's also listening to the customer to find out what they see as their real pain points. So if the guy thinks he's got a sales problem, then you know you kind of focus on that. And there are lots of things in CRM that would do that off the shelf or a marketing problem, you know, you're you're focusing on those social media, those, you know, MailChimp integrations, et cetera. If if, if it's an efficiency process, then maybe, you know, it's tools like ours or there's there's products like um, CRM Together um, Mm. that, you know, help integrate email and, and things like that. So what you're doing is you're listening to the client and then saying, okay, how can I help them? And then the communication of the message is very, very, um, you know, in, in accounting software and business systems, it's a very complex message. It's not easy to do. We can all talk together like this and, the, and the, maybe the average business partner. And it's one of the reasons why I enjoy going to the conference is that you're, you're talking with your peers. Everybody understands what you're saying. And you don't, you know, if you're talking to the average customer, you, you're going to have to sort of break it down a bit further because they may not understand what these things are, these concepts that you're throwing around. They won't tell you. So it's, I think it's customer education. It's listening, it's understanding truly where their pain point is, and and also I think fundamentally it's trying to find a way for giving them a good return on investment for any investment in in software or process that they make, because ultimately it's their return. And the problem with our systems and our you know accounting systems and say they're all costs and expenses. So mm. it's it's easy for a, a business to say if they you know if they buy product you know they buy i don't know stationery they buy tiles and resell it it's easy for them to say you know to invest in that but when they're investing in our technology it's it's a leap of faith and and they're investing a piece of intellectual property that takes you know quite a lot of effort to implement i I think you should always be upfront with the customer about what the effort is you know if it's going to take you 160 hours to implement the thing because of whatever reason you should be upfront about that and also upfront about the sales process. Because at the end of the day, my technology, Sage's technology, none of it is any good unless the customer really feels that it's it's helping him. That would be my comment. I think that's superbly put, Paul. We couldn't say anything more, could we, Jeff? No, this has been a very good conversation. Paul, it's been a delight. Thank you very much. And it was I, I appreciate very much your invitation. And, and it was a great little chat. You've been listening to Talking CRM with Jeff and David, getting the best for the whole organization from your integrated CRM and accounting systems. 